0: cut off my all right welcome to nostalgia cast your weekly roundup of the best and most up-to-date nostalgic news where we discuss the stories and give our thoughts i'm bringing the energy down on this intro because i feel like last week i was a little overzealous i am your host who misses when conspiracy theories were fun and it was just a bunch of dudes listening to Coast to Coast? Andrew Price. He's got the childlike wonder of Peter Pan, but he's living in a van. Tyler Palo. And dad beats, aka rad beats, aka ironclad beats, aka. Color Me Bad Beats. I got one
1: more for you. AKA AKA JJ Fad Beats. (laughs) You know who JJ Fad is?
0: I've heard the name.
1: Supersonic? Supersonic.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've heard that. Yeah, I know that song. AKA
1: Find it. Mind it.
0: I should have. I should have. I should have. Ga- I should have quit while I was ahead. Yeah. Uh. AKA Kirk Pinchon.
1: Dad beats.
0: <laughs> He's voguing. He's voguing, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. And you can't see it.
2: Ooh. <laughs> have you guys seen those TikToks where they're just walking forward constantly, and that's the whole TikTok? But they're not moving at all i'm not wait what yeah they're so it's it's just them uh just straightforward into the camera and they're just like moving but they're they, it looks exactly like they're walking but they're not
1: <laughs> they basically just uh stole that from every spike lee movie yeah i'm
2: sure
0: oh yeah he's just he he watched mo better blues and just think, thinks <laughs> he, said, that, he thinks it was it. TikTok. yep he got Mill-
2: Millions like, of followers. So what I'm saying is, uh, Kirk, you are of age to tell me what the next big trend on TikTok is because they were going through, apparently, old movies.
1: <laughs> oh, the next uh, fad for TikTok, I predict will be people wearing parachute pants and leather ties but they will be lip-syncing and doing choreography to early 80s pop country like eddie rabbit and juice newton
2: absolutely when if that's spot on that's, like, that would be amazing, amazing. i kind of i kind of realize that you're
0: it. just like a weird like TikTok nostradamus
2: <laughs> yeah. and then you yeah. become
0: this huge Mogul who's like able to predict the next trend on TikTok, and you become like a like a like a like the Don King of of TikTok, and you turn into this huge billionaire.
1: I mean, that's the, that's the dream.
0: That's the specific dream.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the great Martian
1: exactly. dream. Yep, that's that's this is how we dream on Mars, man.
0: <laughs> How's it going? Other than. Living in a van and on Mars, respectively.
1: I mean, well, living on Mars with, with all these wonderful, uh, high class elite people is, is delightful.
0: I have a question Do they have vans on Mars?
1: <laughs> no, vans are trashy. Why would they do that?
0: So, Tyler, <laughs> soil Tyler's Mars. never going to make it. Um, Tyler's never making it to Mars.
2: Never making it to Mars, apparently. They accept vans on Uranus. I know that. Uh, that was a that was a uh, I got gotcha. you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> that's
2: that's how I'm doing. I've exhausted all of my jokes during this pandemic. i have to come up with new material.
0: You had it. You had a predetermined set of jokes that you re- wrote when you were 12 years old, and you just ran out of them all.
2: We don't all have a predetermined <laughs> amount of jokes.
0: <laughs> all right. Well,
2: Bakersfield, uh, learning for you.
0: Bakersfield learning.
2: That is my favorite Dwight Yoakam song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great.
0: I saw True I saw get. Dwight Yoakam in an in elevator once. Uh, <laughs> we used to have, like, uh, we're um, at my old company, Ranker. Our office was in a building, and a couple floors above us was a serious XM uh, station office. So we saw people. There was people in the lobby all the time. Uh, I remember I saw I was in an elevator with Jimmy Pardo once. Jerry, o- <laughs> I I passed by Actually, Jerry O'Connell in the lobby one time. Hey, Jerry O'Connell saw me in a play in the late nineties. Oh yeah, that's that's what he talked talked talk to me about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I crossed paths with him in the lobby, and he was just like, "Have you seen this play?" <laughs> I'm still thinking about it all these years later.
1: It's really good.
0: Uh, but <laughs> I was I I rode the elevator with Dwight Yoakam, and I. I have a I have a hard staunch rule about never approaching celebrities in public and talking to them because I wouldn't want anybody ever doing that to me. <laughs> so I did not say anything to him, but I did ride the elevator with him. If, do if you this... regret it? What? Do you regret it because it was Dwight
1: Yolkin? Like maybe I should have broken that rule because it was Dwight Yoakam. Well, it's always I mean, that's always <laughs>
0: how, it's like I wish that I could have done that. but okay. I just don't do it. All right. But I, yeah, I always think about like in the in retrospect, like what if, what if I had, and we, we fucked right then and there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I wasn't going there. I thought, what if he was like, what if you were like, hey, hey, Dwight, I'm just a big fan. It's great meeting you, and that's it. And he's like, hey, are you into music? And you're like, yeah. And he's like, I've been trying to collaborate with someone on this idea that's in my head. Do you want to like go down to the studio and? Just kind of work out some tunes with me.
0: He's, yeah, I'm he's like, like I'm,
1: I'm. I'm looking for a New Mexico based sound. He's like I'm, I,
0: I have this idea for. I'm look. I, I want to do this kind of like like country science fiction type song yeah. <laughs> called, the, <laughs> called the called the called the Skies of Bakersfield. It would have been even better if you're like. Nah, nah. <laughs> I reject him. I'm just you like, uh, reject so that's, him. that uh, sounds, <laughs> that sounds dumb, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the
1: <laughs> but, yeah. but good luck with that. This is my, this is my floor. I gotta go, but good luck with that. <laughs> that's, that's amazing.
0: Good. Actually, the one time, speaking of which, the one time that I did say that or say something like that <laughs> is, I forget if I told this on the podcast because it happened several months ago, pre, pre pandemic. And I don't remember if I talked about the story on the podcast, so maybe I'm maybe I'm repeating a story I've already told because this happened months ago. But um, I, I was eating at a I was eating at a restaurant here in in uh, in the valley, which, by the way, R.I.P. 4 and 20 cafe. No, it's been I've been I've been going there since I moved to L.A. It's been around for 40 years and it went out of business because of the shutdown. Um, Yikes! But, Both uh, locations? Yeah. Fuck. Um, Damn. But I was eating there, and the whole time I was eating there, I I didn't notice until we were about to leave. I realized that the entire time Scott Bakula was eating at a table right next to me, and I didn't Ooh. and I didn't recognize him because I wasn't looking at him. I wasn't like looking at a stranger or whatever, and also. He looks fucking old as hell. He's an old man. I I I have to I don't want to be ageist, but he is an old man. Out of the corner of my eye, I never recognized him cuz he is just a he is an elderly gentleman. Um Scott
1: but, Bakula?
0: Yeah. But yeah, He's
1: 65.
0: But I just mean okay. he looks old. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> uh, oh
2: man.
0: Um, like George Clooney is in his sixties or whatever, but he looks fifty. Yeah, fair. Um, but uh, but I, I, we were getting up to leave, and I was just like, "That's fucking Sam Beckett, motherfucker," or Sam Beckett. Sam Beckett (laughs) is it? It It is. Is it Sam Beckett? Samuel Beckett's a playwright. Yeah, that's. I think that's why I immediately realized that I was wrong. Yeah. Uh.
1: Uh,
0: No, his name is Sam Beckett. I guess he's just named after. Like, that's why I I, I second guess myself because I was like, wait a minute. Sam Beckett is a playwright, but they must have named him after. Yeah. But yeah, I, I saw it. I was like, that's fucking Sam Beckett. And uh, but, you know, I wasn't going to say anything. But then. He. uh, I was there with my with my wife and, and two kids, and at the time, Alistair was a newborn, so he's a tiny baby. And. Scott Bakula was there with his parents and they were all they all I walked by to go pay the check and I was holding Alistair and then they were like waving at him and kind of like being like oh whatever and then and then Scott Bakula said uh he looked at me and he was like oh your son is awesome and I was like he opened the door yeah. now I feel comfortable doing this yeah and I was yeah. just like oh thanks or whatever and then I was like I was like by the way I'm a huge fan quantum leap is like easily in my top five favorite tv shows of all time and he went thank you (laughs) he He did he did the he did the prayer hand bow he gave you the namaste so
2: uh realizing that his name is sam sam beckett was he named that because his character was constantly waiting for goodell Maybe. I mean, the, is you, that why they named him that? You joke, Did but I that just, could, that could be, I realize the, that?
0: That could be the 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 little reference that he, because he was always waiting to, to like, to leap home.
2: You're right. Oh, mm, you I just discovered something. Tune into the next episode of Nostalgia Cast. We're going to so break, we're going to crack that.
0: this wide open.
2: Yeah. Actually, it's going to go, it's going to get so big that it's going to be on, uh, Deep cuts. Yep, it's gonna it's, <laughs> gonna it's gonna
0: jump over. If you uh, like
2: crossovers and nostalgia cuts, let's yep. do this. Uh,
0: well, get into these stories. Uh, I I don't even remember if we covered this. I feel like we maybe didn't. We did not. Yeah. Uh, we t- I think we
1: talked about it when we were in the office, and then pandemic happened.
0: Yeah. So there was several. Months ago, there was a this this fake or fan made trailer that popped up. That was like a gritty drama version of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's great. Yeah, and it was and it was like a lot of these kind of like fake or like parody trailers. Like that's a common thing that people do a lot. Uh, But this one wasn't. It wasn't funny, and it wasn't overly a parody. It was like it was like legit. Like if you watched it, you would, you might think that it's real, like an actual yeah. dramatic version of the fresh Prince. It was not done for laughs or for parody. It was like done in a genuine attempt to like make a, like what a, what a like realistic dramatic version of the fresh Prince of Bel-Air that was kind of adapted for a modern day and addresses topics of, of, uh of racism uh within the context of, a young man um, from the streets of Philadelphia going to live with his affluent family members. Um, and so, you, you know, on the on the heels of the fact that that was massively popular and also at the time when it came out, literally everybody was like, this should be a show. Um, it's going to be a show. Yeah. Uh Fans everywhere were surprised when a YouTube trailer... I'm not going to read this because this is I've already said this stuff. Um, uh, according to reports, sources are saying it's been in the works to do an actual um, dramatic adaptation series for this trailer for about a year. And uh, the creator of the trailer um, will co-write the script as well as direct and co-executive produce the series. Peacock, HBO Max, and Netflix are all in in on a bidding war for the series, though this would be a huge get for either HBO Max or Peacock. Um, uh, Will Smith is executive producing the show, along with Quincy Jones, who was executive producer of the original uh, Fresh Prince, Benny Medina, and series creators Andy and Susan Borowitz. Um, So, yeah. The, they're they're doing this as a as a um dramatic um I think it's I think it's supposed to be like a mini series or an eight episode one hour drama
1: and that's the way to do it too I think just like make it like a mini series don't extend it too long it's like a limited special edition series here's my thing. If you're Peacock and you don't get the Fresh Prince of Bel Air this reboot,
0: wouldn't you be like, "God, we fucking suck"? Yeah, we, <laughs> we we're
1: the worst. We
0: fucked up. We can't even get stuff that we've owned. You know. You know what this article doesn't say, because you know the mainstream media is a bunch of lies. <laughs> is, you know, you know the front runner in this bidding war that this you know legitimate oh, article God. doesn't mention. The the cock. highest bidder currently for the streaming platform war. Does anyone want to guess?
1: Um Andrew Price's cock. Cock. Yeah.
0: We are currently well, Andrew
1: Price's owned owns cock. Yes, so we that's are, we are
0: currently the highest bidder for this show. The <laughs> one thing though, my stipulation, I won't buy it unless I don't even want to say it. I've got, there's, uh, there's, no. there's children <laughs> around. There's children around. <laughs> I mean, that's...
1: so has has Benny Medina gotten back to you?
0: I mean, the question is, have I gotten back to him? <laughs> no. My phone is, oh, my phone is ghosting ringing off him. the hook. Yeah.
1: Whoa. Wow. Whoa! Power that's a, move. That's a baller move. You're, you're too busy trying to figure out Quantum Leap.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: You're like I don't have time for Benny in
2: this show. There's deeper conspiracies here, guys. Um,
1: why? Why do they have to make it serious, though? Oh, I think it's such a great idea. It was already serious. It's now. It's now. It's like just leaning into it more. There's yeah, so many no, serious I, moments I, of it. That's what it's, I mean. It's like the the, the original was perfect. Like just, I think. I would almost bet, too, that this would also be, like, for lack of a better phrase, this would be, like, sexier. Where Especially, you take if, it out? especially if
0: they go on, on cock.
1: I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're going to insist on that. Yeah. It's going to be, like, Red Shoe yeah. Diary level. The way,
2: yeah. the way that HBO shows breasts, Andrew absolutely has
1: penetration in the contract. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What's happening to this podcast?
0: <laughs> That's what I was. I was <laughs> dancing around. <laughs>
1: oh. Oh. oh, But I'd see it. Yeah, uh, see I'm definitely this. gonna watch it. I like. It. I think I like it. it's a great idea. That trailer was was mind blowing. How good it was. So why not? At least it's a reinterpretation, and it's not of. Hey, we're gonna reboot it. For modern times, but it's still going to be the same sitcom. At least they're trying something different, so I applaud them for that.
2: Yeah. As as I thought, I originally I thought it was going to be like an actual new reboot of a show, but it, as like a mini series, I really enjoy, I
1: really enjoyed the idea. Yeah, that's a great idea.
0: Yeah, and also I mean I just uh, with how different it is. See, that's why I don't I don't have a problem with it. Of like whether or not it it's weird or. You know a desecration of the show to do it like this is i mean i wouldn't i don't think i would think that anyway I, w- I would either just i would just not watch it and not give it any more thought but the reason why i don't feel that way is because it's so different that it just feels like it inhabits its own separate space like i don't think it encroaches on or informs the original show at all because it's so, such a wildly different concept
1: yeah well, I mean we we're streaming it here on Mars
0: mm-hmm. already. Already, yeah, it's already made and
1: it. it's it's really good. In you know what West Mars Philadelphia boys. You guys might not even get it on Earth. Oh yeah, Caucus soft launch enough. on
0: Mars already. Yeah. I forgot oh. about that.
1: It's and it's one of the it's one of the best soft launches I've ever had.
0: The hard launch is coming.
2: <laughs> oh I have the I actually have a, a great a great show for the hard launch. It's about a uh, a grizzled cop. Who uh, who quits his job because he realizes uh, it's a bad thing to do, and then starts a whiskey business where he like tries to sell uh, sell whiskey to every town. And his name is Richard. Oh, and- I, I, already, I know. I already knew what this was going to be called. Wait, well, I,
1: should, I, I need to do the punchline because I don't know the reference. Um, you don't. The show is called Whiskey Dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, why did I ask for that? <laughs> That's the kind of stuff we don't want on Mars, and that's why you'll never be on Mars, Tyler. Damn it! Damn it! it. Um, what was
0: that? What was that show that got like five episodes and it got canceled because nobody understood what it was? Like a year or so ago, it was called like Whiskey Danger or something.
1: Oh, like Whiskey Tango or? Oh yeah, I saw. Was it with?
0: That's the actress
1: bil- from how i met your mother
0: no that's that's stump town
1: oh yeah <laughs> no, <my laughs> does she have does she have powers
2: in that movie in that show i mean no she just she was just like whiskey a badass a FBI agent, agent or something
0: robot um whiskey tango what whiskey f- bravo
1: is it we're just throwing out things
0: the fuck was that show called Yeah, I I forget what it was was like. Whiskey something. It was like a. It was just a completely unrelated word, and um, whiskey prop and uh, whiskey cavalier.
2: Oh, whiskey cavalier!
0: And it was canceled immediately after premiering, which wasn't a surprise at all because I was I saw billboards for it all over L.A. and I was just like, literally, what is this? Like there's oh, you man. you see this trailer and you see just two people standing back to back and the show's called Whiskey Cavalier <laughs> it's and you're like, just like what is this show I, I like now this, I this does not describe anything this is this is the worst marketing for a show ever I literally don't know what this show even is that all being said it didn't actually get canceled after one season Cock picked it up and it's now the most popular show on <laughs> Mars
1: that's true that is true. That I, it's 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 backed up in my DVR, the DVR that's in my brain, because that's what we do on Mars. Mm-hmm. But I, it's it's real good. It's yeah. real good.
0: Um, but yeah, getting this getting this fresh prints, gritty, realistic drama. Here for it. Here for it. Um. Somebody once told me that. COVID-19 was a hoax and so I didn't wear a mask. I was looking kind of dumb when I played a concert and then all these people are gonna die. Well, the do, 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 cases do, 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 do. start coming and they don't stop coming. We're all getting COVID and we hit the ground dying. Didn't make sense not to live at all. So we all did this dumbass thing. So much to do, so much to seize, but I'm not going to because I'm going to die. You never know <laughs> if you don't go to the concert. You never shine if you don't go. Well done. It was alright. I mean, in these, time, all right. <laughs> in these trying times, we'll take what we can get. Smash Mouth held a concert, a a non-socially distanced concert for thousands, and at one point yelled, fuck that COVID. Um, Jesus Christ. The band headlined a music festival and motorcycle rally in Sturgis, South Dakota this weekend and was criticized heavily on social media after the fact for not adhering to CDC guidelines as the pandemic rages in the U.S., Sturgis Buffalo Chip is a multi-day festival that affects uh, attracts hundreds of thousands of people each year, and offers attendees everything from bike and stunt shows, shopping, live music, and various events, according to its website. It's Wait, magic. Andrew,
1: Andrew, so I want you to take the time to list the fucking bands that were at this fucking oh, concert. Oh, I'm going Absolutely. to. It's, I mean, it's a oh my ro- God.
0: it's a rogues gallery of <laughs> <laughs> exactly the types of sh- bands you would think would be on this. Yes. Uh so Smash Mouse was one of the several bands, including Trapped, Buckcherry, Drowning Pool, <laughs> Night Ranger, <laughs> Reverend Horton Heats, who I don't know who that is, Lit 38 Special. <laughs> 38 Special <laughs> Quiet Riot and Big Skillet. I don't know who Big Skillet is. I don't know who Reverend Horton Heat or Big Skillet are, but aside from that, it's like here are all of the just lamest bands from both the late 90s and then the like late 70s, early 80s for some reason.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is the most ridiculous, (laughs) douchey lineup i've ever seen and i hate to say that because let me tell you something sister christian's a jam but whoa Night <laughs> <danger>. come on <laughs> what is trapped i've sister never heard that
0: now the time has come doom, doom, doom. i'm feeling sick i'm not the only, only one, one to, say to say today get away <laughs> Um, I'm trapped? Trapped, Uh uh um. tra- Trapped is um uh is it is it I'm trying to I'm is it uh wait, let me let me it is it the headstrong song? I'm it's I'm I'm mixing up yeah, it's headstrong. Uh so it's Back off! I'll take you, we'll take on. you on. Headstrong, Headstrong. take, on, take anyone. on anyone. I know that you, uh, are, you wrong. are wrong. This is, this not, is not where, we, where belong. we belong.
2: It was used in a lot of uh, like high school uh, kickboxing movies. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, wow. it was the,
0: that was their one hit? And I remember that uh, "Trapped" played at the Kern County Fair in like 2000. 2000- five or six somewhere around there. Eh, sick. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: and uh <laughs> yeah, notably, notably the 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 thing that's specifically trapped, um their their Twitter account has become notorious and has gone viral several times because the lead singer of the band just kind of uses the official trapped Twitter account as his personal Twitter account and he just posts these screeds and rants and he's just a horrible human being he's just like a terribly racist piece of shit and he uses the official trapped twitter page to post all these rants and so that has just gone viral several times um so of course he's here because he's a he's like he's a total like covid is a hoax guy um as i'm sure all these people are um and uh, you know, and you know, li- anyone out there listening that's just like, "Oh, you, the sh- these sheep, like believing the lamestream media and all this stuff what? like, you don't have to fucking take my word for it. I don't care if you believe in this or not, or if you think I'm right, or if you think I'm a sheep or whatever, like, in a minimum of two weeks from now we are a hundred percent going to start hearing about how there's all these cases that were tied back to this concert Mm a hundred percent. Like you do not need to take my word for it. You do not need to believe me or any of this stuff. I don't care because the proof is in the fucking, the, the fucking, uh, I can't think of a pun. i was trying to think of a smash mouth pun for proof is in the pudding. Um,
2: uh, uh, the proof is
0: walking on the sun baby there we go <laughs> uh because there's going there's going to be a bunch of there's going to be an outbreak sp- explicitly tied back to this concert for sure um the uh the 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 festival organizer this company uh specifically states that they have all these that they you know they have signs around that were requiring people to socially distance and wear masks and it was a requirement to go into the concert and they have, you know, all their rules about wearing masks and socially distancing on their website and all this stuff like that. But nobody was doing it. It was, there's pictures from the, from the concert and like, nobody's wearing masks. Everybody is like just huddled together. It's thousands of people writhing all over each other in the crowd. And the bands on stage are actively just talking shit and um, you know, calling COVID a hoax and all this stuff. So, you know, the, whatever rules or whatever they put on their website is a formality. Uh, you know, they weren't enforcing them. So who gives a fuck? It doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's just a way for them to absolve themselves and have plausible deniability. Um, so, you know, fuck this. So, so stupid. The, my, the funniest take I saw on this was, which made me laugh out loud. And it was just some random metal band. Um, and they tweeted, uh, they tweeted a link to this article about this, and they said these people risked it all to see Smash Mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's genius! <laughs> wow, yeah, like there's one dude who's like gets it and was like, I don't care, worth it. <laughs>
0: They, uh. they played.
1: They played all star. Man, I saw it live. It was worth it.
0: We so
1: even. Listen to me.
2: Listen to me. Even the insane clown posse knows that COVID is real and does everything to tell their fucking juggalos and juggalettes to keep it distance.
0: Yep. They God don't, they don't damn even, it. They don't understand how magnets work. But they yeah. know that you need to wear a mask and stay away from everybody.
2: Exactly. Jesus Christ. Applaud them. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, just in general with with ICP, it's like you either you either you either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain, or you either die kind of the butt of the of a the so, society's joke, or you live long enough for everyone to realize that you are actually kind of legit. Some of Punk. the you, you are the you are you are the goat. You live long enough to become the goat.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's why I am gonna get one of those fucking crazy ass tattoos where they're running around with the cleaver.
0: Yeah, and also, as the, this is this is an old story, but they they figured out that. Um, the the ICP face makeup um makes it so that facial recognition software can't scan your face. So Holy they, shit. So they so they knew what they were doing all along. Damn, see? They're playing the long con. They're yep. playing the real long con. Yeah, man. <laughs> they're going to be the last they're going to be the the last surviving they're going to forge a new once our once our entire nation collapses and our economy dies and everybody is wiped out by covid it's just going to be the the juggalos left and they're going to forge a new utopia because they're going to be the oh only ones man. alive because they've socially distanced they wore the masks and they aren't being tracked by the government
2: ah, wow i did not think i would become a juggalo on this episode <laughs> this yeah you're, you're you already
1: turn into in the a makeup crazy
2: Next episode, I'm just going to start wearing the makeup. Oh my god, I would love that. I'm doing it.
0: You just you just talk about family a lot. Um, I, that's like
2: the one thing Like that was the most annoying part was my cousin was like, I'm a juggalo, it's all about family. And then he would like throw rocks at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, I thought, <laughs> we're literally family. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Oh
0: wow. It's That's okay. genius. <laughs> um so uh I guarantee you that this is the weirdest story we we have talked about on this show and maybe we'll ever talk about on this show. And I really I can't wrap my mind around it fully. Um Blazing Saddles is being remade as an animated samurai movie about cats and dogs. Just, just let's just get a moment of silence to let that sink in for everybody. I don't even want to keep going with this yet. Just 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 take in what I just said. Blazing Saddles is being remade as an animated samurai movie about cats and dogs.
2: I just, I don't know why you're acting so surprised. In 1990, uh, they did the same thing with Hamlet, where they made an animated version of Hamlet, where lions fought each other for a rock. So.
0: (laughs) There's actually a video that breaks down beat by beat how Lion King is not actually similar to Hamlet and that it's only like Hamlet if you just think about a few key details and then reject the rest of the movie. Um, Mel Brooks's Blazing Saddles is considered a film classic, even though it stirred up some controversy over the years. Now the film is being retold in an entirely new medium as well as an entirely new genre. The Los Angeles film company Align is helping to develop an animated film titled Blazing Samurai, which actually sounds like a Wu-Tang Clan album. <laughs> the film, <laughs> the basic premise of Blazing Saddles and transplants it to the Samurai era. Which is it's the feudal era. It's not the Samurai era. Um, the story follows a dog named Hank, a dog named Hank a samurai dog named Hank this is fucking white savior bullshit all (laughs) over again who dreams of becoming a samurai when he becomes in charge of protecting Kakamucho he learns that the town is populated entirely by cats (laughs) the film is directed by Mark Coatsier and produced by animation legend Rob Minkoff who directed The Lion King you were right, Tyler. You were right. This guy, ah! this guy, exclusively only takes old stories and then remakes them as animal movies. Um, its voice cast includes Michael Sarah, Samuel L. Jackson, Ricky Gerv- Gervais, George Takei, Michelle Yo, Michelle Yo. Yeah. First of all, she's not even Japanese. No. But also Chinese. Michelle Yeoh is going to be yeah. a voice in this. She's like one of the biggest Chinese actors of all time. Uh, um, Jimon, how is he? How do you say that guy's name? Diamond Diamond Hansu. Yeah, I know of him. I just didn't know how to pronounce yeah. the name. Um, and and Mel Brooks. Yeah, I didn't fully read this. Mel Brooks is one <laughs> you of the voices. What yeah. the fuck is this? This is bizarre. <laughs> what? Also, can... the 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 world is a simulation. Yeah, I've been saying
1: this. This has
0: nothing to do with Blazing Saddles. Well, it's like it's like he goes to become the head samurai of a village, but the it's like a village of cats and like they think that dogs are, you know. Yeah. It's 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 similar to the concept of a western town. It's a fish a black, out of water and a, story and a black guy becomes a sheriff yeah. and everyone's like a black guy is a sheriff.
1: It's such a stretch to be like this is like blazing saddles. It's a fish out of water story that's been done Time and time again, because it's tested and true that it works.
0: Yeah, it is. It is a fish out of water story. Pretty generic. I mean, that's
1: really all it is. It's a generic fish out of water story. And someone went, "Well, it's like Blazing Saddles." And an executive went, "I love that movie. Yes, do that."
0: The the universe is a simulation.
1: Oh man! Oh
2: wait, wait! It's it's she's she's Chinese. That's the that's the the black versus white thing. She's Chinese as a jap in a Japanese samurai culture. They're still keeping no. Okay. Nothing you're no, saying no. makes any no. less sense than <laughs> it just made it worse. the
0: real movie.
1: <laughs> Never mind. I mean, the, what? It's we.
0: All right. The the <laughs> I world. Feel broken. The world actually ended in 2012 they shut the simulation off but it wouldn't turn off (laughs) and they were like shit we can't get it to turn off it's become sentient and now ever since 2012 the people who created the simulation have been just trying to end it by just introducing more and more bizarre and unexplainable elements into the simulation in hopes that we will all just destroy ourselves Oh. And It's working. And we, and it's we, absolutely working. And it still hasn't happened. And this is their final attempt at shutting the simulation off. Yeah, there is a remake. There's an animated samurai dog remake of Blazing Saddles, starring a dog named Hank who wants to be a samurai. And the voice cast is Michael Sarah, Sam Jackson, Ricky Gervais. George Takei, Michelle Yeoh, and Mel Brooks.
1: Yeah. The cast too is really what throws me because you could have this animated movie and it could be like B or even C level actors and you would be like, oh, it's just some weird cash grab or some weird company. But those actors make it legit and that legitimacy makes it weirder.
0: I don't know what to think And you know, anymore. and you know, Mel Brooks is so old, not that I want to speculate on this, but Mel Brooks more is more old hating. Mel Jeez. Brooks is, is so old that what are the odds that this is just the last thing that he's ever in? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean that's
2: that's really what I've been it's like, how do you sign on to that knowing you're that old?
0: Yeah, it's 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 it's, <laughs> Orson, it's Orson Welles voicing Unicron before he died in the Transformers movies all over or the Transformer movie all over again.
1: Uh,
0: Only much stranger.
2: Much
1: stranger. Here's the thing, too. None of us are like, this is a stupid fucking idea or this is amazing an idea. It's just so weird that we don't know how to process it.
0: Yeah. I don't. I, I'll, I truly I'll be honest, don't. I've never
1: seen
2: Blazing Saddles, but this still just sounds ridiculous. I mean, and, yeah, and, I, and weird.
0: Yeah, because the thing is like the, the, the idea doesn't sound bad. It's, yeah. it's only strange because of the concept of of it, like the fact that it is a remake of Blazing Saddles and then it has Mel Brooks as a voice in it. Yeah. Plus all these other huge stars. This on its own it just as an animated movie. Like if this if this came out from like Blue Sky, you'd yeah. just be like, oh, this is just a generic fucking animated kids movie that I'll it'll just come out and it'll probably be like fine, yeah. But the fact that it's a remake of Blazing Saddles and then the voice cast attached makes it so strange.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is end of days. Oh, yeah, end yeah. of days <laughs> indeed.
0: Um. In less strange but kind of sad news, um, Avatar: The Last Airbender has recently um, enjoyed a resurgence in popularity. Um, I think I think when the when the show came out, it was underappreciated. Its ratings were never particularly good. I think the only reason why they did four seasons is because they had already pre-agreed to doing four seasons, and I think that if They hadn't have worked out that deal that the show would have probably gotten canceled in the first season Um, because it just it never had great ratings. But it also it always had an intense um, cult following and it found more success later on in in syndication being rerun and it found this audience kind of in the 2010s which led to the movie being made which was a huge disaster and everyone hated it and it kind of went away for a while and then they did Legend of Korra which was like a spin-off show that is has a mixed reaction there's a lot of people that love it and there's a lot of people that hate it Um, and I think that that gave it a little bit more popularity but still I th- Avatar kind of Fell into the background radiation, but then it was recently put on Netflix, and I feel like it's now it's like everybody's talking about Avatar. It's like it's like old fans, it's new people who never watched it. Everybody's talking about the show, so on the strength of that, they are putting into production a live action Netflix series. Um, however, the the original creators of the show Avatar: The Last Airbender, uh, Michael Dante, um, DiMartino, and Brian um Konitzko Co- Konit Konitzko is that how you'd say that? Uh I think so. Co-
1: Konit Konitzko. Um. Konetsko. I don't know man. I'm still trying to figure out the blazing saddles thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh what, what what's going on?
0: Konietzko oh oh okay um sorry I had to, I, Just did, had to I, solve did, that. I had to take the time to solve that um are no the, the the original creators so uh Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konietzko are no longer involved with the live action series they've left it so they were they were attached it was being helmed by the original creators and they have parted ways with Netflix um In a statement, they said, many of you have been asking me for updates about the Avatar Live Action's Netflix series. I can finally let you know that I'm no longer involved with the project. In June of this year, after two years of development work, Brian and I made the difficult decision to leave the production. Um, DiMartino went on to say that he and Konietzko first signed on to make the series. Netflix was committed to working with them on their vision for the show. Unfortunately, things did not go as we had hoped. Um, Look, things happen. Productions are challenging. Unforeseen events arise. Plans have to change. And when those things have happened at other points during my career, I try to be like an air nomad and adapt. I do my best to go with the flow, no matter what obstacle is put in my way. But even an air nomad knows when it's time to cut their losses and move on. Um, He also assured fans that he will still be involved in the Avatar universe, which has been renewed interest, has seen renewed interest um, since the last airbender became available on Netflix. Um, And who knows? Netflix's live, at, live action adaptation of Avatar has the potential to be good. He wrote, it might turn out to be a show many of you end up enjoying. But what I can be certain about is that whatever version ends up on screen, it will not be what Brian and I had envisioned or intended to make. Um, so, you know, all you all you last airbender fans out there, um, there is going to be a show that's coming out. That's been, you know, that's been known for a while, but um, the original creators of the animated series are not involved And not only that, but they're leaving the project, you know, seems to imply that um, there's something about the what's in development that they did not agree with and that does not meet their vision. And, you know, that that does not bode well for what the show is going to become.
1: Did he have to speak in those terms?
0: Well, of course, he's speaking to his fans. That's who's who are specifically. That's the language that they that they that they want to be spoken to in.
1: Even as a fan, wouldn't you be like, "You're pandering. Just make your statement." It's sad that you're not doing this, but using the lingo feels like being talked down to.
0: You don't know like Avatar the like Last Airbender fans. R- was that? I said you don't know Avatar the Last Airbender fans. Yeah, you don't I know don't, what
2: an air nomad is, man. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to know. You should, it's fantastic stuff. Yeah, it's animation
0: I mean Wait, are you saying animation is a lesser will, form of entertainment? I will blow up Mars If you, get, if you don't you get, can. That, get that you crap out of here You know I'm on it, <laughs> I'll blow the whole thing up <laughs> You thought he was going to find you
2: directly? Yeah. No, Just I blow that part
0: of Mars yeah. up? I mean, I love it.
1: If he was a decent human being <laughs> no, I'll take the I'll take the whole
0: thing out just to ensure that I get you.
1: Wow. You just irked George Clooney who's right next to me having a smart latte.
0: What's a smart latte? <laughs> it's a,
1: a smart latte. Oh, you to don't know? Let me no, tell you, you about the Kirk. <laughs> <his ours, motherboard. laughs> <laughs> the this,
0: this is the funniest that Kirk has been. <laughs> Mars has has changed you for the better.
1: (laughs) A smart latte is a latte that is properly made. So it's made smartly. It's a smart latte.
0: You don't even drink coffee.
1: No, but I know coffee culture since I've been on Mars. (laughs) 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 I'm still fucking broken about this blazing saddle samurai thing. (laughs) I didn't know what to do.
2: That is absolutely fair. fair. Sorry, it's just yeah. weird. Life's weird. Life is strange,
0: isn't it? <laughs> yep. Speaking of life as being strange, although certainly nothing is gonna nothing is gonna bump us after the blazing samurai. Um, uh, Zach Efron is set to star in a Three Men and a Baby remake for Disney re- Disney yeah. Plus, which this is not what it is, obviously. But reading this headline. I really want to believe that it's going to be a Eddie Murphy style remake where Zac Efron plays <gasps> all three men and the baby. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I he, mean, yes. no joking aside,
1: I would pay top dollar to see that. And, he'll, I would and he's also
0: that. going to play the Civil War era ghost in the house. And three men and a baby. There's a there's a famous urban legend about how you can see a ghost Uh, in one of the scenes, but it's actually a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson.
1: Yeah. We did an action article on that. That's right. Yeah.
0: However, before we even get into this and this is, this is a, can you go for that? I'm, 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 I'm mixing segments here, but I would love if they remade, if they did a remake of three men and a baby where it's, the premise of three men and a baby, but if there was an actual ghost in the house, yes. and it was a and it was a horror movie version of it.
1: That would be amazing. Oh, so it's not wacky, it's a there's an actual ghost, and the three men have to protect the baby yes. at all costs. Oh. Yes. Because the ghost is there for the baby. Oh my god. Get oh. Jordan
2: Peel to do it. I love it. I'm- oh shit.
1: Oh, that's really good. Did we just did we just did we just give away a million dollar idea? <laughs> yes, we did.
0: Well, that's not what this is.
1: Okay, but that's a great idea.
0: Efron is on board to start in Three a Minute and a Baby, a remake of the nineteen eighty-seven comedy. Um the remake is intended for Disney Plus with Disney's live action division running point. Gordon Gray, best known for his inspirational sports dramas such as The Rookie and this year's Ben Affleck starring The Way Back is producing. Um, initially the remake of a French film, three men brought together a trio of 1980 stars, Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, and Ted Danson. One of these things is not like the other. As New, York <laughs> 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 As New York bachelors who find themselves caring and subsequently falling for an infant, drug dealers who threaten the child also figured into the plot. The movie was directed by Leonard Nimoy and proved to be a major hit, becoming the first live action Disney film to cross the 100 million mark domestically. It was followed by Three Men and a Little Lady in 1990 that reunited the cast, but not Nimoy. Um, Nimoy don't do no sequels. (laughs) That's right. Um, Will Reichel wrote the script for the remake. It is unclear how the material will be updated. A search for the director is underway. Do you think that Zach Efron is playing the Ted Danson, the Selick? I'm not even gonna say Gutenberg because he's not playing the Gutenberg.
1: He's playing the Selick because Selick was the lead in the original. Yeah. Oh, you think you think Zach Efron's gonna be the
2: lead in this? Of, well, of course. course. Who, I think. What, what I do think you mean? Was, they just announced it so cavalier, like it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like. A big thing. I think there's gonna be a bigger name than Zach Efron coming on board, and he's gonna be the he's gonna be like uh, James McAvoy, probably. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody who can actually do comedy pretty well. Zach Efron could do comedy. I know. I just mean I just mean Oh, I see what you're saying. He's the middle he's, the middle, he's the middleman. And then you gotta have a Gutenberg like fucking uh top of my head.
1: Okay. Jay Barishall. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I could see that. Or like an Adam Levine. Is that yeah. the guy? Wait, yeah. no, Adam Devine. Adam Devine. So he's he's the Gutenberg one. You're not gonna get, I don't think Zach Efron's there to be the Ted Danson. Oh yeah, Adam I Devine he's is for there.
0: sure a Gutenberg. Yeah. For sure. I think the
1: I think the uh uh I think the Ted Danson one would be the quote-unquote non-traditional casting
2: hmm
1: is my guess uh, and then so zach efron is the is the
0: is so the, what you're saying is it's gonna be ted danson in blackface like that time yeah. <laughs> that time that the he na- went to the oscars too in blackface. soon the non-traditional <laughs> soon.
2: role it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, tina fey it's it's actually a woman cast in three men and a baby <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, it's. I was thinking that as a joke too, but also like that's not a bad idea. But also, <laughs> it's it's not because also like the the whole premise of three men and a baby is like, oh, these guys don't know how to deal with a baby, and that, times have changed.
2: That's what I was gonna get to. Yeah, yeah. Like, do we really need a three men and a baby? Like,
0: yeah, the the premise movie? of like guys couldn't <laughs> can't take care of a baby if there's not a woman around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess the premise is more that they're like all like bachelors that, yeah, not necessarily just because right. they're guys, but, but the, the, will, the implication there that is is a little outdated.
2: They yeah. already did this, though. Uh, they've turned it into a TV show. It's called Baby Daddy. Uh, is, that
0: that, is that that show with the guy from Whitest Kids you know?
2: No, 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 no. It's the show from the it's it's with Taj Taj Maori.
0: Nope. Ta- no, I, I know who Taj Mowry is. Okay, he's... We talked it's, about it's him last him. week.
2: Yeah, that's what I say. It's like, it's it's him and uh, the little brother from Kyle XY and some hockey player looking guy and uh, they all like are raising one of his or one of their babies and it's just three men raising a baby and then they have girls cycling and, and, and they're good characters, but the whole thing is about three men and a baby. Oh, All
1: right.
2: Well, then, no, we don't need any more of
1: this. Okay, fair (laughs) enough.
0: Well, guys, (laughs) I remember.
2: Oh, God.
0: I remember. Don't worry. How could I ever forget? (laughs) It's the first time and the last time we ever met.
2: Meh, 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 but I know meh, the reason meh. why
0: you keep your silence up. No, you don't fool me. Well, the hurt doesn't show, but the pain still grows. It's no stranger to you and me.
1: do 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 I can
2: feel it coming in the air
0: tonight. So... Recently there was a viral video where these two teenagers are reacting to in the air tonight by the man the myth the legend Phil Collins Tony Danza oh yes um, Tony Danza in Phil Collins face uh, <laughs> uh and uh you know the, the the these these types of videos are very common it's like a it's like a thing that people do now where it's young people listening to music that we all are very familiar with that, you know, you, you kind of think of as like everybody knows this music, uh, but they're, but they're teenagers. So they've, they they do not know, they've never heard it. So the, the, the novelty of it is seeing people listen to music that you think everybody has heard, but hearing it for the first time and being like mind blown by it. Um, and I think, I think that, that, that really resonates with a lot of people. That's very entertaining. To be like, you've never heard F- Don't Stop Believin by Journey. Mm-hmm. Um so a video uh came out like that recently where these two young uh twin teenager kids they listen to in the air tonight and they're just like, What? And uh, you know, they're just they're just loving it. And they're like, you know, when 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 that when that beat comes in at the end, they're like, I, I've never heard a beat drop three minutes into a song.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um so <laughs> so you know, the video, it's delightful. It's one of those videos you watch, and you just are delighted by the the charisma of the of the subjects, their their positive attitude. They're just a delight to to watch. Um, but also, because of this video, um, in the air tonight has climbed up the music charts for the first time in years. Nearly 40 years after dropping his famed song in the air tonight, Phyllis Collins is climbing up music charts again. The sc- the, sc- the song scaled up to the iTunes Top Songs chart last week, landing at number three behind Megan The Stallions and Cardi B's WAP. WAP? How do you say that? I haven't heard the song. I've Wap? just I've read all of the I've read all the the controversy around it.
2: <laughs> the Ben Shapiro quotes.
0: Yeah, but um, I don't know how it's pronounced. Uh, and Darius Rucker's beer in summer wait a minute beers in summer wait there's a, there's a Darius Rucker song on the charts right now
1: <laughs> wow this things are just Ooh, getting weirder yeah. and weirder in life that's why I moved to Listen, box. we love seeing Darius succeed
2: we're not gonna call him out for it okay?
0: don't think I don't think about it um the numbers recent right that's that's my last frame of reference for Darius Rucker which, How is, dare you? which is literally in like 2008. Um, The numbers recent rise in the charts comes nearly two weeks after its iconic drum break was subject of a video from YouTubers Fred and um, Tim Williams. Um, Fred and Tim Williams, who run the Twins, the new trend YouTube channel, have been filming their reactions, listening to a number of hits for the first time. Um, Their July 27th video has since gone viral, um, gaining the attention of Ava DuVernay, Mindy Kaling and others. Um, The twins told CNN that their channel, which mainly focuses on their reactions to hip hop songs, pivoted when they decided to listen to Frank Sinatra. Um, Since the switch, Fred and Ted Williams have recorded reaction videos to Dolly Parton's Jolene, Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You and even Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, And yeah, now now this song is charting for the first time in decades.
1: Can you imagine if they'd chosen the wrong Phil Collins song? If they'd like played susudio yeah <laughs>
0: just the exact just the exact opposite experience from the way that they reacted to that that just listening to susudio yeah. and just being like what the fuck is this, this the, the, 80s, the 80s were terrible <laughs> yeah
1: yeah we're, we're never doing cocaine <laughs> i mean it's all in the song selection this is what we're learning yep yeah
0: Ugh.
1: I mean, it's great. Although I've, Andrew knows this too, and I've said it, and I firmly believe this, "I don't care anymore" is a much better song and a much better drumming than "In the Air Tonight." I love "I Don't Care." Anymore. I mean, I'm not. That I'm not, was awesome. My catchphrase through like my twenty or through my
2: twenties. Yeah, <laughs> still through my twenties.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm, I won't argue with you. I, yeah, um, but against all odds.
1: Oh, I
0: mean. You coming
1: back to me is against all odds. You coming Jesus.
0: back to me is yeah. against the odds, but that's the chance I'm gonna take. Oh,
1: that's a great song, too. God damn.
0: I heard, I, I heard a podcast the other day where someone was talking about how they hate when people sing all the time and they sing at them and it's so annoying, but you know what? I don't care. I don't care. Any more yeah. war. Um, Last story before we take a quick break. This one's for the Tylers in the room. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: Christopher Eccleston is returning to Doctor Who for ninth Doctor Story at Big Finish. Um, Christopher Eccleston is officially returning to Doctor Who in an upcoming range of Big Finish audio dramas. When Russell T. Davies relaunched Doctor Who in 2005, he cast Christopher Eccleston as the Doctor, a smart move that told everyone that uh, this time the BBC was serious about um, recruiting top talent for the show. Um, Eccleston was a hit, portraying an emotionally scarred Doctor who was still reeling from the horrors of the Time War. Unfortunately, Eccleston's tenure as the Doctor lasted only one series, not season, article writer. They're called Mm -hmm. series. Yeah, it's
2: metric over there.
0: Um, And he didn't part ways with BBC amicably. In his autobiography, Eccleston revealed he is a lifelong anorexic and he was struggling with the disease while filming Doctor Who. When Eccleston's departure was announced, the BBC issued a statement in which they claimed he was tired and Eccleston sued because the comment damaged his reputation and affected the chances of getting another demanding role. Although the actor has insisted he harbors no ill will towards Doctor Who itself, he didn't even return for the 50th anniversary special. Eccleston has shown no interest in reprising the role until now. Uh, Big Finish has revealed Christopher Eccleston will return will be returning to Doctor Who in an upcoming range of audio dramas. They are launching the Ninth Doctor Adventures, twelve full cast audio adventures recorded during the lockdown and now available for pre-order by Doctor Who fans worldwide. After 15 years, it will be exciting to revisit the Ninth Doctor's world, bringing back to life a character I loved playing. Eccleston declared. So yeah, I mean, basically that 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 whole blurb just kind of spelled it out. But um, uh, the the reboot of Doctor Who was this this big thing that basically completely relaunched the popularity of the show and re-canonized it as this huge pop-cultural force. Um, And obviously, they're kind of detractors and old-school Doctor Who purists who don't like the new um, reboot show from from Eccleston, uh, the ninth Doctor on, but there's a whole legion of fans that, only like the reboot and they've only ever watched the reboot. They've never they've ever even actually watched the classic Doctor Who. And then there's people who like all of them or whatever. But no matter who you are, no matter what side of that fence you fall on, it can't be denied that the reboot from the Ninth Doctor on. um, Recast Doctor Who as a significant pop cultural icon and um, and Cornerstone. and uh, Christopher Eccleston was the was the ninth doctor for the reboot, and he was in it for one series, but he left the show and uh, has refused to be involved with it up until then. Because in Doctor Who, they they constantly do these these events where they bring back old doctors and they do all kinds of, um, you know, wibbly wobbly timey wimey uh, nonsense to. To um, get different versions of the doctors interacting and he's never come back to them, despite the fact that basically every doctor has returned for these. Um, And uh, but now he's coming back. It's for an audio drama, which is which isn't as big as if he was on the show. But also these audio dramas are very big in, in the UK, like the like in the in the United States, like we don't care about the radio anymore. And we don't listen to audio. I mean, we, we kind of do listen to audio dramas now in podcast form. But audio dramas and radio never went away in the UK. It's still been a very big cultural factor. So this is a bigger deal there than it is here.
1: Is this a big deal to you, Tyler? Is that what we're hearing? It's absolutely a big
2: deal. We never got enough of Eccleson. I'm just w- wondering if they're going to get Billy Piper back. Like, what is the deal to What is going to happen? Is Eccleston going to like go see other other like people from his past? How are they going to like reconcile the way that he, the way that he changed, with like the end of this nine episode? What did they say? How many it was?
0: I think it was nine episode.
2: Nine episode thing. Like I'm super excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna pre order. I'm doing it like right as we talk right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow, Eccleston was great. I, I, I didn't appreciate him as much then. Like firmly, David Tennant is my doctor. Firmly, uh, but but thinking back on him, I, I, I uh, Eccleston was was still a great doctor. Um, yeah, cool, exciting, and on on that note. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to do our regular segment, Can You Go For That?
2: After these messages, we'll
0: be right back. And we're back. And now it's time for a regular segment in which we discuss rumors and unsubstantiated nostalgic stories. And that segment is called... Get You go for that. This is the remix. What do you think? Do you have an opinion on this? Do you have, do you have... An opinion.
1: You're speaking of me and my voguing. Obviously. Andrew, you sounded
2: like shit. (laughs) (laughs) One. Andrew, are you, are you going to put out more music soon? Just to like be just real quick.
0: <laughs> Get working on some stuff.
2: Perfect. Okay.
0: Got some stuff in the wakes. Uh, we got one story for today, and uh, the story is that Jim Carrey is reportedly returning for two more Mask movies. For most of his career. Following Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, Jim Carrey tended to avoid making sequels to his hit movies, but that didn't stop the studios from producing them anyway. Even without his involvement, uh, uh, even without his involvement, based on how Son of the Mask, Evan Almighty, and Ace Ventura Jr. Pet Detective sounded, or turned out, however, his decision proved to be a very wise one. That being said, the 58-year-old appears to have softened his stance in recent years after returning to the role of Lloyd Christmas two decades later in Dumb and Dumber 2, while Sonic the Hedgehog's post credit scene seemed to make it very clear that Carrie's Robotnik would be coming back for the sequel. Not to mention that there have been whispers that another Ace Ventura outing is on the cards for the actor, too. Sources say that Warner Brothers are actually planning on making two mass sequels to compete, complete a trilogy, with Carrie said to be open to the idea of being involved in both. The star of the Truman Show has already admitted that he'd be happy to return if someone he deemed talented enough is steering the ship, so the studio must have a filmmaker in mind already if Carey is entertaining the idea of more than one sequel. Tyler, do you want to go? Two more, and and this, uh, you know, and to add to the add to the context. We we discussed a story uh, several episodes ago, where in an interview Jim Carrey talked about the idea of more mask movies, and he said that um, he would be open to the idea if it was done by a filmmaker that had very different, very interesting ideas to bring to it. Um, And he was basically, he was essentially saying that I would only do it if it was like really weird and really just left field from what the original movie was.
2: Yes. Okay. Okay. I will say this. There is, uh, there is a way this is gonna be good and I know it if the director of this give movie us those Mars is,
0: bars no give us give us give <laughs> it the give, give us those give us those van plans give us those mm. van plans
2: yeah Perfect. so uh let boots Riley write and direct both of them. Give it to him now, give him 2 years to prepare it and then start filming. That's the only way this is going to be good. That's the only way? The only way.
0: Ex- explain your thought process behind that.
2: The only the only the only movie I can think of that's been any kind of out of the box in the last 10 years that hasn't been a remake or some kind of homage to another movie has been uh Thank you for... Sorry Sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. You and think
0: you think that that is the only out-of-the-box movie that has come out in 10 years? The only one I've seen, I said. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I want. I'm
2: just saying. That's the only way it's going to be good. I don't care. I don't care.
1: Okay. This is going to sound out, out of context coming from me, but... Whatever Tyler says goes.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm no joke. The things that he said, I was like, yep. I originally was like, I can't go for that. The original was, was great when I saw it. I never needed to see it again. I don't need to see another version of that now. Unless it's the version that Tyler has pitched. And then I can go for that. A hundred percent. I agree with Tyler in all his Van knowledge.
0: His Van plans. Van plans plans. are strong. The Mars bar is aligned with the Van plans. Mars Mars bars are aligned with the
1: Van plan. You still can't come to Mars, yeah? Right? But we're looking out at you. We see you. We see you. You
0: You can social distance (laughs) by several million light light years. Um,
1: That's Tyler's gonna be like, hey, you know, down on Earth they uh, we cured COVID nineteen. You think I can come to Mars? I'd be like, mm, we're still social distancing up here. <laughs> sorry, sorry, no tigers. Okay,
2: Andrew, how are you feeling about it?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I I can't, I can't go for that. Um, what about
1: with some cops?
0: Uh, well, the cobs are that we talked about this on another episode and I, I, maybe we even did this as a, can you go for that before I forget, but we talked about the idea that the, um, the, the the movie, the mask is based on a comic that is Mm -hmm. way different. It's like, it's like hyper violent and really gory. And it's every, the, there's no specific mask. The movie is like, Oh, Stanley Ipkiss is the mask. But in the movie, it, every like, story arc it's a different person that takes on the mantle of the mask and so i would like to see a a mask sequel that was another mask but not that fucking jamie kennedy son of the mask bullshit oh yeah like a real actually well-made movie um and sure boots boots riley have him write and direct sure and have and fuck it like stanfield be the mask That's okay. So I was literally. It doesn't have to be Lakeith Stanfield, but here is what I am saying.
1: They just, we just want,
2: we just want Stanley Ipkiss in the movie. He doesn't have to be the mask, but could you see him reimagined as somebody who has taken on the mantle of finding the mask to stop its chaos?
0: (laughs) And I could, I would love that. I mean, yeah. In in all of that context, I am gonna just, I am gonna say the same thing Kirk said. I defer to you.
1: Yeah. Defer I can, to Tyler.
0: I can go for Tyler.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> All right, not let go to my head. I got to calm down.
0: <laughs> and honestly, that there's, what else can be said?
2: He nails it. End segment.
0: And this <laughs> has been another edition, perhaps the only edition of... Tyler can go for that. oh, oh. oh. And we can too, Tyler can go for that, oh, 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 and we can too, Andrew and Kirk, we just say whatever he says should be, and we will not regret it.
2: I don't. I'm not. I'm not like a praying person, but I was like, I hope none of this sound fucks up.
0: <laughs> this episode gets lost. The last yeah. time, the last time we did an episode and the audio got completely lost was the episode where I started the whole thing by just like going on this five minute rant about how great you are, and that was yeah. and that was the one that got lost.
1: Oh
2: my uh, god, that's
1: awesome.
0: Oh. Um. So, uh, yeah, f- last story before uh, we, we end the show. Uh, so in a recent interview. T-Pain had revealed that. No- noted strip club enthusiast, T-Pain, T-Pain, famous for his song. I'm in love with the stripper and on record as uh, loving to go to strip clubs, doing it weekly, if not maybe daily. Uh, And in a recent interview, he's revealed that when he goes to a strip club, before he walks into the building, he has the management turn all the TVs to Cartoon Network. There's so much to unpack.
1: (laughs) So, because there's not a lot of info. But questions. Questions. (laughs) <laughs> so many questions. Okay. What what was originally on the strip club's TV? Is it ESPN? That's Nickelodeon, of course. <laughs> because- <laughs> that was it. He's like, fuck Nickelodeon. You put that Cartoon yes. Network on or I'm out. So... What do the other <laughs> patrons think?
0: Well, first of all, it probably is sports. I guarantee you it's Yeah, sports. it's sports. It's hundred um, percent sports. And second of all, who gives who gives a fuck what they think? Because it's T Pain. He's walking in there, you know, everyone everyone <laughs> wants the, like fuck these cheap blue collar people that are coming in here and giving out ones like T Pain's I mean, gonna that's come why I'm on Mars. Yeah, P- T Pain's gonna come here and drop like thirty G's <laughs> tonight. Like okay. they, they will do whatever they have to do for him. <laughs>
1: <He's> so, like, <laughs> so we're assuming that the amount of money that T-Pain sp- pays in the strip club is equal or greater to the rest of the patrons.
0: Yeah, he's got that Correct. fuck you Cartoon Network. Absolutely.
1: Money. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Second question. <laughs> is he focusing more on the cartoons or on the strippers then? <laughs> like if you're stripping for him... And he's ignoring you, or you just like what? I, I don't do it for you. You're up there watching,
0: you know, it's like, oh, cartoons. Well, gumball is more interesting <laughs> yeah, to you than yeah, this.
1: <laughs> you're watching. Uh, uh, I don't even know it's on Cartoon Network anymore. Well, it's like it's like
2: midnight to one, so it's Adult Swim at this point. Okay, all right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh... So, <laughs> so there's that. And my final question is: He doing it as kind of a salve? as in like a, I'm cleansing myself deep down. He knows he really shouldn't be in the strip club. So he watches cartoons as a way to cleanse himself.
0: Probably, probably, I mean, probably some level of that. Maybe, maybe just, maybe in some way he's trying to reverse the polarity of the sort of Sleazy energy in the room a little yes. bit.
1: Yes. He's trying to change the dynamics.
0: Yeah. I, I could buy I could totally buy that.
1: To make it a more inclusive,
0: nicer place. I could totally buy that, yeah. Yeah. Of course. All right. That was a great unpacking. Then I'm here that's for only, it.
2: That's the only way I want to unpack anything. Yeah.
1: All right. Well then then good for him. Yeah. Good for him. I'm on board. Yeah. He can come to Mars. But in reality, he just that dude, like, he that like, dude already owns Mars. Who yeah. I'm on his. I'm on. I'm in his house. You're, in his house. You're
0: hanging out T Pain's house right now. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's pretty great.
0: The strip club on Mars is huge. Yes. Yeah. What's on the TV? And they're all those three-breasted. Martian women from Total Recall.
1: From Total Recall. Yep. Yep. It's got Great. the body of a Martian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. I'm in love with a Martian. Uh, yeah, there we go. That's that. We did it. Woo. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you haven't done so already and you like the show, then feel free to subscribe. If you have a friend you think might enjoy the show, feel free to share it with them. If you want to keep up to date with all of the news on the podcast, as well as all the Nostalgia content we post on a daily basis, you can follow us on Facebook or join our Facebook group. Just search for Nostalgia on Facebook and you can see the official Nostalgia page with the blue check mark next to it or the official Nostalgia Facebook group. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nostalgia. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns you want to possibly be read on the show, you can email us at NostalgiaCastPod at gmail.com. And uh, stay safe, stay healthy out there, and Smash Mouth is not worth it. It's
1: just <laughs> Smash not worth, is it. not worth it, man.
0: Facts. Maybe Puddle of Mud, but not Smash Mouth. Thanks for listening.
2: Hey, now. <laughs>